Hey everyone, this is Dylan. And this is Fortune. And welcome to episode 25 of Cinescussion, Return of the Podcast. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely our redemption episode. We're really sorry, guys. Uh, life has been crazy, I think in a good way for both of us. Uh, but it meant that we had to push some things. Uh, but we also have a Cinescussion original short horror film <laughs> that we will be shooting next month. And we're going to hope to have out by Halloween. And then we have a second original Cinescussion film that we'll probably, I imagine, film sometime at the beginning of next year. So uh, we have those plus all of our personal stuff going on. So we love you guys. We're really sorry about consistency, but I promise it's for good reasons. Yeah, man. It's good to see you, buddy. It's been it's a while. It's good to see you, too. <laughs> Definitely, bro. Looking all handsome over there with that haircut. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Shout out to my barber. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, he's, he's, he's rocking a great beard with the great haircut and curls down his front. You know, he, he'd fit in Twilight, you know, you know, no, he, needs you know. To, he needs to glitter in the sunlight. I all try. That stuff. I try. Uh, yeah, <laughs> man, it's, it's been a great, uh, <clears throat> great movies, question mark. <laughs> to, to, to aspire to. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, man, it's been great. Uh, got married. That's probably the biggest one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. About, a, about a month ago and uh nice little uh next step at work as well so a lot Mm -hmm. of the plate as far as like life planning and just kind of finding a a level set and things have been wonderful man how have you been uh things have been good man (laughs) started a couple of business uh did an amazon printing business and an etsy shop which currently is going to be a shop in multiple places but uh it's been really good like a lot of my marketing that i've done for other things in the past has come in useful and i always liked to design stuff but i didn't really get to use you know, outside of just writing and filmmaking, just actual design, I never really got to use it outside of like thumbnails on YouTube. Mm-hmm. So getting to design book covers and 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 books and stuff like that, it's been really fun. And I also, um, I guess I should mention it here. Uh, my book that I'm most proud of is actually it's called The Ultimate uh, Movie Journal, and I actually designed mm-hmm. that from scratch the the outside, the inside, everything. And it's kind of perfect for people that do movie reviews that just love movies, film students, filmmakers. Um, it just basically has a lot of templated stuff um, that I kind of wish I had when I used to fill notebooks with countless movie ideas and stuff. And it also has mm-hmm. lots of journaling pages. So yeah, like uh, I've been able to bring some ideas to life lately and it's been really um, fulfilling in a way I didn't expect. And yeah. uh, I will let you continue right now while I let Buki out of my room because he's trying. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Proud of you, man. Um, yeah, things are wonderful. So uh, we're just getting back to our... Uh our level set and being able to get back to our, uh, our bi-weekly podcast time. But even through all the the busy season that we've been experiencing, we had some time to watch some things, some new releases. We wanted to catch up a little bit and share our thoughts on uh, a lot of the things we've been seeing on television, maybe uh, some things we've been seeing in theaters. Jeez. I don't know if I've seen anything in theaters. I saw Dude, nope. one of yes, I saw nope in theaters. I saw Nope. <laughs> and I'm down to talk to you about that because I have a different opinion <laughs> seems to be a very mixed reaction and i feel like i'm on the side of the minority uh oh yeah, yeah we should definitely talk about that so i'm, I'm down for that one like we're, like, we're gonna talk about a lot of things we got no, yeah we are. Lord, there's a brand new lord of the ring show you know we gotta yes. talk about that game a new game of thrones show which which what? i said i'd never watch but i caved <laughs> because i was very tired one night and just decided to say fuck it <laughs> and did hbo max uh, as yeah. tradition and a film that I think should have been in the theater because it probably would have made a lot of money because it was pretty great, uh, but it was on Hulu, Prey, which Prey. I really enjoyed. 
first yeah. good Predator sequel in 30 years since Predator 2 in 1992. Yeah, <laughs> dude, I loved it too. Jeez, yeah. let's start awesome. with Nope. I really want to talk about Nope. I've been I, dying to talk I do about too. Nope. I do too. I, I'm down. Like, I'm totally down. I didn't know you had seen it, so. Yeah, um, I've actually been dying to see it twice, so. first I want thing, to see it again too. Um, yeah. I have. I, go, 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 go. I'm still forming my thoughts, but I will say, here, I can go first. Okay. Go, all right. <laughs> so I saw it. Um, saw it on the IMAX screen. I was so excited. I was actually nerding out because I'm a huge horror fan. Uh, yeah. Literally, it's been September for a week. I've probably watched a dozen horror movies. Finished yeah. finished yeah. one horror novel midway through another one and halfway through Berserk. I yep. love horror. We're about to shoot a horror film. It's my thing. Yep. So I, seeing, signed, I signed back up for Shudder, too. Oh yeah, I've been on Shutter too. I'm ready. <laughs> I've been watching a lot of things on Shutter. I watched. Oh, I watched Haunt on Shutter, which was so did I. You surprisingly yeah, yeah. It not really bad. Good. It was yeah. actually not bad for a low budget horror movie. I was kind of like, this is actually filmed pretty well for being low budget. And there's some stuff that's mad, but there's other stuff that's like genuinely creepy. I'm like, okay, okay, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah, Haunt was not bad. <laughs> so, it, in regards to, geez, we could have a whole Shutter section. I've watched like five I, Shutter movies. I know. I've only uh, seen Haunt, but I have a bunch so, in my wish list, and I still need to see The Sadness. I have not seen The Sadness yet. My I God, know, it was I so know. brutal. I know. I, I want to so see it. I want to uh, see it so bad. So with Nope, um, I was really excited because of the budget, because it was shot in IMAX, because Jordan Peele directed it. Literally, mm-hmm. I'm at the point with Jordan Peele where there could just be like a black screen with white letters that says Jordan Peele, new movie. Like... September 2023, and I'll be there day one. Well, even um, Nope technically just showed really boring white letters that just dropped down on top of the house. Well, <laughs> before we get to the movie, Nope had an excellent first trailer and a really annoying second trailer. Yeah, the second trailer showed way too much. The first trailer made me think it was a very different film than the second trailer did, and mm-hmm. I would—I feel like I would have been remarkably surprised that it had more sci-fi elements added to the horror if I hadn't seen mm-hmm. the second trailer. Like, the first trailer was super captivating it you know like i thought the first trailer was excellent i'm, I'm with you on that i'm with you on that so uh i saw it i was in the theater with my wife and we sat there we watched it and i'll say when i left the theater i was really happy i really enjoyed it i wasn't blown away um mm-hmm. but i was like man that was such a great time i enjoyed every second of that i want to see it again i'm so happy with all the movies i've seen this year i think like there were certain things that were like like weird scary things that were captured like i'd never been really like tense in an alien movie before even like fire in the sky and signs like they have been like made me a little uncomfortable but this is probably the most tense i've been watching i actually still haven't seen fire in the sky i've heard good things about it though it's like known for like one huge scene but it's it's good it's a good movie um but this one like i was tense i was white knuckling through most of the movie um i thought all the performances were excellent i really loved the story i liked the ending quite a bit and the more i've sat on it the more and more like i've liked it and i've liked it and i'm actually at a point where i'm dying to see it again because in my mind i think i'm more fond of it than i was with get out which was by far my favorite movie of that year that it came out so i've been sitting on this movie and i the more i think about it and the more like i take in the themes and the imagery it's just gorgeous and i love yep. the characters so much both daniel kaluuya's character and kiki palmer's character played off each other so freaking well i believed they were brother and sister and i believed that they were very imperfect characters you know what i mean like like, which i like um and even like one of the things that like i was thinking about that i enjoyed even more was uh 
you see like early on there's a there's an event with their father right and their father yeah. was a very successful rancher and you're sitting there and neither of them are successful in their current uh careers ventures but, yeah but you're seeing like kiki palmer got all of their father's like exuberance and like showmanship mm-hmm. and charisma but not so much like that work ethic piece and then daniel no. Kalia's character got all of the work ethic and ownership <laughs> but none of the charisma and watching no. them play off each other but have to like find success together in different ways i just i loved it I yeah i really think I, th- I think a buddy of mine saw it uh the day before i did because i saw it i think saturday i didn't get to see it friday and he said i love daniel Kaluuya's character he's the epitome of um I- i'm not in the mood for this shit right <laughs> yeah yeah, their uh, intro scene on the, uh, yeah. the movie set with the trained horse yeah. was wonderful. He's it was. Like, please, please don't step over there. Please don't step over there. Yeah, it was. It was really great. I agree. So I agree with a lot of things that you actually said. For me, I thought the first and second act were kind of fantastic. And I felt like the third act was hit and miss. That's kind of where I felt like it had moments that were great and moments that were kind of like, I really didn't like that. Um, Mm -hmm. One thing I'll give him full credit for, though, I love his willingness to make a creature that looks so different than anything else that we've ever seen before. Like he Mm -hmm. actually, even when I was waiting to see like the mouth, the mouth, Mm -hmm. the fact that it's this different kind of, it's Mm -hmm. almost kite like, 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 (laughs) it's like, it's like a living blimp. Oh, well, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but I mean, it's been out a while now. But we can talk spoilers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Spoilers. Yeah, yeah. It's like a living blimp, like. Uh, it almost reminds me of like if you took a hot air balloon and like mm-hmm. some kind of fish or like flying crab or something <laughs> like mm-hmm. like it's it, it's really interesting and and I I really loved the scene where Daniel Kilu is running through the buildings at night and it's hovering above him and how it follows him as he's looking up so you see it good. you see the it ducking scenes. yeah you see it ducking in and out of the clouds like a mm-hmm. predator like 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 I like that and I also think mm-hmm. that this movie to me also has a scene that is so good in it that even with the flaw, some of the flaws of the third act that I didn't care for. And and I say flaws, Mm -hmm. this is my opinion. I'm sure it's, I'm sure it's exactly what Peel wanted. But some of the things I didn't like about the third act, the end of the second act, when essentially the creature is throwing up all of the blood Mm -hmm. onto the house. house. To me, that scene is so gorgeous and the sound Mm -hmm. design and it's so terrifying looking to me, it's like something out of The Shining. Like, like, like right. to me, that that scene reminded me of like the elevator blood sequence in The Shining. Mm-hmm. Like, like whether you like the movie or not, that one scene, I thought the build up to it and what was happening and the tension in that scene was magnificent. Like, like mm-hmm. I, I, I absolutely love that scene, and I, and I remember sitting there thinking, "What a hell of a way to end out a second act." Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, uh, yeah. So yep. I, uh, one thing I, I feel like didn't completely always work mm-hmm. to me was the cutting back to the monkey. I felt like I understand what he's going for, but I don't necessarily know if it added as much to the film as maybe he would have liked. Uh, And then my other thing is I understand that there's a huge part of this film that is totally culturally um, uh, mirror-esque, Black Mirror-esque in terms of the obsession with fame and uh, uh, capturing everything attention. I mean, their entire plan is essentially to put it on YouTube and make a lot of money. I mean, you have mm-hmm. the guy towards the end that essentially dies because he cares more about getting the shot and you know being filmed than actually listening to what's going on. But um, I felt like there were some things in the third act that took it a little too far to the point where I actually rolled my eyes a couple times. Like to me, the film, mm-hmm. the cameraman that like it's a cool shot, but the cameraman that like went nuts and filmed it all the way up. Like I literally mm-hmm. like when he started walking away, I was like, 
don't start doing this stupid shit. And then he walks up there and I was like, yep, okay. Like, I was like, I was like, yeah. the shot's cool, but I was like, I'm kind of like, uh, come on. He's man. an like, artiste. Yeah, yeah. It's like, it's like you're going a little far with the, with the uh the subtext here at this point it's not even subtext it's like hanging <laughs> on the screen going obsession you know <laughs> like, yeah uh for me personally yeah. but it, it didn't like kill the movie for me because there's too many good things i think another thing that was kind of just unexplained that i personally didn't care for was you know when you when you see it open its mouth and it essentially eats people there's this entire scene sequence that makes it seem like daniel kilo is backing up and luring it towards him to let his sister die and it all happens with him and then mm-hmm. it turns around, chases her, and you assume he got eaten. And then at the end, he's just randomly alive for no reason. And I was like, I was like, it's fine, but it also seemed like it would have been better if he had died, like thematically. But also, mm-hmm. it's also like it seems like there's no reason he should be alive, considering what we've seen it do and what we saw before she drove off. Like it just seems like he's just alive because you know. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah. yeah. But, ulti- but ultimately, I I have to be honest. I found myself more enthralled with the mystery and the scenes than I was in us for sure. And the Mm -hmm. weird thing is, even though I I definitely think in terms of composure and stuff, get out is a better film. I found myself being as intrigued by this film as I was in get out just in a different way. Like I was actually very, Mm -hmm. like I definitely, I definitely, I think it does have some, some things that certain people would consider huge flaws. Cause I, on Facebook, it seems very, um, I feel like a majority of the people I know, when I recommended it, did not like it at all. <laughs> and yeah, then, and then, I've heard that and then, too. Yeah, and and the funny thing is, and and I, the funny thing is, especially with the third act, I can one hundred percent see why. Um, I, if 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 you ask me, I think the movie has flaws, but I felt like what I liked about it, I liked a lot to the point where, mm-hmm. even if it's an imperfect movie, imperfect movie, the experience of it when I walked out. I felt like I got an experience I hadn't gotten before and I, and I enjoyed it immensely. So for me, I liked it more than I disliked it. So I'm happy if that makes sense. And I, and I think it definitely showed off his skill as a director, whether you like the movie Mm -hmm. or not, I think his skill as a director is on display in that film. There are some really interesting sequences. um, And there's a lot of creativity too. So I, I, I appreciate that film a lot. Like I'm, I, I, I liked it. So. That's kind of yeah. where I stand. Something I agree with a lot of your points, except the uh, I don't know if you came to the same same conclusion like that I did with uh, like Gordy and the monkey scenes. But when I first watched it too, I was a little confused about the the Gordy scenes and the cross cutting. But what I came to and what made me appreciate the movie more, and I think this is what he was going for. I'm I'm pretty sure um, is that through the experience of like uh, the sitcom story with the family on the. Uh, on the TV set. So yeah. for anyone who hasn't seen the movie, there's a there's an old sitcom. One of the characters now runs a, pretty much almost like a, a circus or a show in the desert. Yeah. He's a survivor of a, of a chimp attack. There was a trained mm-hmm. chimp on this movie set. Uh, he played a young child in the family, and the chimp was part of the sitcom. The, it was part of the family. And one day, um, a balloon pops on the set and there's the the chimp goes crazy and starts killing everybody on the set and him and only one other person survived the attack he's the only person who's not disfigured anyway yeah um watching what was going on within that set in regards to the themes of the movie is they're literally working with like something that can kill them like it's an animal it's a predator and it's literally a trained monkey like it's it's subjugated Mm -hmm. like it's expected to do what it's told it's uh like living in the confines of like their expectations and it's it's afraid and then one day the balloon pops 
right? And then it freaks out, right? And it's killing anybody who makes eye contact with it. Mm -hmm. So it's mirroring exactly what's going on with the alien in that movie. Everybody's trying to subjugate it. It's no like, it's not a coincidence that the the alien looks like an eyeball. (laughs) You know what I mean? No, no. Kind of like flying over and attacking anybody that makes eye contact with it. So like the way all the characters I I also feel like the reason, like the the method for it starting being the balloon is makes sense mm-hmm. to considering the, the kind of anamorphic shape of the alien and everything. It seems like that was very deliberate as well. Like I could be wrong, but it seems like it. So. Yeah. Yeah. I think so too. So like seeing the way that like the survivor, Steven Yuen's character is like surviving off this tragedy. And that's like all he's known for. And he's what, making a living off it. So many people do that with their like five minutes of fame or whatever yeah. they can get on camera. And, and he's essentially taking a dangerous animal that he secretly knows about, which is the yeah. alien. And he's showing it off for like, like I, to- I totally yeah. get it. It, it. it lends itself 100% to the entire, like the huge subtext of like abusing something for fame, like, mm-hmm. like which is a huge part of it. Like, like I, I'm not saying that I don't think it, it made sense. I think the problem to me was, I think I personally think that scene, something else could have happened that could have been more interesting than that, in my mm-hmm. opinion, I guess, because mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of people might not get it. And then even if they do, I just feel like there are much better ways to get that across and more interesting ways that you could tie to the scene than what happened for me personally. I don't think it was bad. I just felt like for me, I didn't care for it. Like, like, yeah, but no, yeah. I, I don't think you came to the, I, I think your conclusion's pretty spot on. Like, that's, uh, like right. I pretty much... That, that that's pretty much what i was thinking too um like i would say the only addition i had was the truth is i can't even remember i remember writing something down um there's like i don't think it's the last one but there's a second to the last flashback there's something that happened that um what was it it was the yeah i don't remember now it's been a minute sorry but that's right <laughs> do you uh like, I know you understood it, but that's something like, I remember leaving the theater for us and I remember leaving the theater for this movie. I remember seeing Get Out in theaters. I don't remember how people felt, but I, I feel like people leave Jordan Peele's movies confused. Do you get I that I, sense? I, I feel like, I don't know if I thought they did with Get Out, but I think they uh-huh. did with us in this one. And, and, yeah. the truth, and the truth is, I thought Us was okay. I didn't love it. I didn't hate it. I thought there were some really interesting themes and there were some really great shots. Um, uh-huh. And I, I understood Us. But it was one of those films I thought was okay. I didn't love it, but it was it was yeah. fine. This movie I like more than Us, personally. Um, and, and, and I think a lot of people would say they liked Us more than this one, but I like this one a good amount more than Us, actually. Um, even yeah. with its even with its flaws, I felt like the highs were really high um, at, yeah. time, at times. Like there were some real, and in terms of originality, just interesting. You know, like I'm actually uh-huh. interested while watching this movie. I'm actually like because it's so interesting and different i'm like ooh, what's gonna happen i actually feel like i don't know versus you know like like there are things towards the end where they start setting things up where i'm like okay i'm pretty sure i get what's gonna happen and i was also waiting for a moment with the well because i'm like that's clearly foreshadowing i just don't right. know how like i thought it was gonna be like towards the end something you know it's gonna blow up and she was gonna jump down the well <laughs> like that's right, kind of right. what i thought you know okay. uh but yeah like, like um i also felt like the the <laughs> The the Hispanic guy from the uh, from the store was a great character too. He like, was so I kinda, funny. I kind of just yeah, he actually had me laughing a lot, and I like how he's like bored at work, so he's like secretly tuning into their satellite, and he and he <laughs> fucking and he fucking sees the alien, and comes back like, what the fuck? He's like, I saw it. He's like, I saw it. <laughs> just tired of he, opening credit yeah, cards. Yeah, because <laughs> he knows they're hella sus. Because like when he comes to set it up, he's like, wait, why are you pointing at the sky? And they just look at him like, that's our <laughs> business. And he's like. 
wait, what's going on? Like he's, <laughs> he's putting it together, you know, like I was actually really sad when I thought he died for a minute. Like I thought mm-hmm. it was going to be awful. Cause and that was another thing just randomly became like a PG movie and he was fine. But like, because he was wrapped up in a barbed fence when he got mm-hmm. sucked up, I was certain he was going to get like ripped apart. Shredded. And I was like, and I was like, no. And then he just yep. falls and he's fine. And I was like, Oh, okay. Well, I'm happy you're alive, but I'm also like, come on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Funny enough, like, from, like, a structural standpoint, I have the same beats of criticism with us that you have in this movie. I'm like, man, I love the first two acts. Then the third, it starts getting shaky. And, like, by the last shot, like, when you saw Daniel Cleo's character's live, I saw all of the, like, clones holding hands. And I was like, what the yeah. fuck? <laughs> yeah. If you, want, if you want the truth, I kind of felt that way about the second and third act of us. <laughs> like, yeah. I was kind of like, and in the beginning, I was already, like, Everybody wants a twist. I already know what the twist is going to be. But like, I was literally like, I think easy one. You're, you're like in the very beginning. You're like, yeah, you're going to find out later that she's the one that from the other world, mm-hmm. or whatever the hell just just happened. You know, in the carnival. Mm-hmm. You know, because at that point you don't know yet. But you're like, whatever the other world is or whatever, she's the she's the clone or whatever. Like you, you just yeah. know it. You know, like there's no right. illusion. I'd say the most interesting question about us, in my opinion, was was the son a clone? Uh, uh the version from the other world too because there's a lot of mm-hmm. argument because there are moments where the sun it would make more sense if at some point because they mentioned where they vacation in a home at some point mm-hmm. and he was been different since then or whatever it would make sense if that's when she swapped him for the other one like you know what i mean mm-hmm. um and it really would make sense because like like there are a lot of uh correlations to certain things that are happening in that one but um to me, that was the most interesting question about us, uh, really, was was the son also a mirror, and when did she swap, swap him? And it, if she did, was it at the lake house or whatever that was, the cabin or whatever? But Right, um, right. But yeah, I'm with you. I, I thought there, there were definitely, I feel like there are definitely issues, but I think that I liked more than I disliked, so I was happy with it, and I got a very unique experience that I, I'm definitely interested in seeing again. Um, for me yeah i agree i still haven't seen a movie that i've thoroughly disliked yet this year we're on a roll i'm gonna go see uh in theaters Mar- yeah probably in theaters. Not. yeah yeah I've, I've seen shows and i mean the probably. worst i could say about scream was it was decent you know which which is great mm-hmm. so i'm like yeah a sequel to a franchise that's decent um, that's fine with me as long as it's not bad i'm, I'm cool like right right so, as long as my time wasn't wasted i'm cool even if it's yeah. bad like did i laugh at it yeah yeah <laughs> yeah the worst movie i saw was dumb Jurassic World D- Dom- Dominion or whatever. Me too. And what, what, did I think that was bad? I genuinely did think it was bad, but did I find it somewhat entertaining? Yes. So it, whatever, whatever. And it wasn't. And it wasn't anything new. It was just the old characters, like because all the new mm-hmm. stuff isn't very good, you know. But the old characters hey, were there, the and they definitely. The Raptor okay. chase was tight. No, no, well, yeah, I said that. Mm-hmm. I, I said that to you as well. I agree. Mm-hmm. Like the Raptor chase, the like six minute long one through the city, and the fact that he had the balls for like forty seconds to have no sound, and you actually just hear it. Like I actually mm-hmm. did like that. And then, but I also think Tra- Tra- uh, Colin Trevorrow is a, a, a good act director. Like till this mm-hmm. day, I think that Jurassic World, even though it's not a great movie writing wise, I think it was directed exceptionally. I think it was. Yeah directed really really well actually i feel like he did his own thing but i also feel like he does try to honor steven spielberg a lot which is really nice so um, right. i think he's a good director i just the scripts i just don't think are that great and the characters just aren't that interesting <laughs> especially if you compare him to jurassic park when like you had all these amazing characters i mean you remember all of them even the mm-hmm. people that died you're like i mean one guy you probably only see for six minutes in the movie and you still mm-hmm. remember clever girl and yep. <laughs> it's like he's awesome like just yep. have so much more character you know absolutely absolutely um speaking of character 
mm-hmm. there's a new Game of Thrones show. This <laughs> <laughs> is true. Matt Smith, Matt Smith over here, like I can be a murderous, crazy person. I know. Oh. Well, I've okay. only seen the first episode, so but yes. So I'm a... <laughs> essentially what's the first episode should have been called passed over for a promotion. <laughs> <laughs> Petty King. <laughs> He's like, Petty, the pe- the Petty, Petty King. King is like, did you say what I thought you said? That's kind of fucked up, dude. He's like, I'm sorry. Like, you know, it was a time of grieving. I probably shouldn't have done that. He's like, no, dude, you do not get the kingdom. Yeah, fuck you. So, okay. Fuck, so fuck I'm, you. Suddenly he's about women empowerment. Like, right. later you're like, sure, sure. Yeah, it's the goodness of your heart. That, that, that's why you did it. That's why you did it. So. Uh, I'm three episodes into this show. Similar to you, I haven't stopped talking about how pissed off I am at Game of Thrones for five years now. Uh, that last season, and then just aspects of the seventh season, it starts to show problems in the seventh season. I'm like, this. there's parts of seven I like, and then parts I'm like, ugh. And then eight was just a dumpster yep. fire. <laughs> yeah. yep. Pound for pound, I think one through four, season one through four of Game of Thrones is probably, if not the, one of the strongest blocks of television ever really you mean you mean the new one it's no uh the first four seasons of the original show are like up there with the strongest blocks of television i i I agree i actually (laughs) liked five and six quite a bit but i do agree the first four were the best so me too it's five and six were they were really good but you start to see like a few issues they were running out of book material and there was like a little bit of like you know it's not as good but it's still great like i'm gonna keep up with it and then seven you're like wait what's happening <laughs> yeah sevens when you start to go uh huh yeah and so, then like characters just get killed because they're dumb and you're like but this character was never dumb why is he suddenly dumb like that doesn't make any sense okay everybody then, has plot armor now for a show yeah that was yeah, like yeah no for not and, having plot armor and then eight is the equivalent of taking all the characters and going close your eyes covering them all in lighter fluid mm-hmm. and just lighting them on fire like, mm-hmm. like and you're like and you're like finale what happened yeah, so um, I was skeptical going into the new Game of Thrones, and I'm three episodes in, and I have officially been, um, my skepticism has faded away. I'm really? very much okay. a fan of what's going on in this show. I okay. think um, it was a slow start. Yeah, uh, the, fir- the first episode was slow, but it was solid. You know, like, I didn't, yeah. d- I didn't dislike it. I just, I just wasn't like, I don't love any of the characters yet or anything, but like... Mm-hmm. Like, 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 it's well made. It's solid. I wouldn't say anything bad about it. It's just, I, I just don't know if I'm drawn in yet. If that makes sense, you know. Right, right. I think uh, where Game of Thrones lost its way, like around season like seven, eight, a little right. bit in five and six, is when they started leaning more into set pieces and a lot of those kind mm-hmm. of walks through the garden and those political conversations and the, <laughs> yeah, you know, smarmy undercuts. Just all vanished. of that kind of went away. And this show, for three episodes straight, has all been about gaming for the throne. <laughs> which, I, which, is, which, is, which is what it should be. Yeah. Which is what it should be. And I will say, um, like you said, characters out the gate, I was a little concerned because there's no Ned Stark, there's no Tyrion, yeah. there's no like Cersei. And nobody's uh, bad. Nobody's bad. Nobody's there's bad. just nobody that's particularly standing out. I mean, Matt Smith, I know he's a good actor, mm-hmm. so I imagine... You know, as he gets into more meatiness, he's probably going to be great. But I mean, so far the king seems solid, but kind of tame right. compared to some people. Even even though even though what he did to his wife was fucked up, but it was still like uh, it was still like a it, like nothing he did showed strength. It was actually very weaselly. 
right. <laughs> like I find right. myself kind of like, even though he might be in the wrong, I'm kind of like, kind of on Matt Smith's side. You're kind of just a bitch. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's like I need an ass. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, man. So I gotta say, after three episodes, I am in love with the. This show is really centered around three people. It's uh, about King Viserys. Yeah. It's about Prince Damon, and it's about uh, Prince, Princess Princess well, Yeah. And I will say, by episode three, I'm in love with every single one of those characters, especially awesome. by the end of the third episode. Rhaenyra and Damon, like, this episode sets up who they are, like, where they are in this conflict and what the show is going to be. And That's I awesome. am 1000% here for it. Well, one thing I kind of liked is the one time we had an interaction, they almost reminded me of, like, a brother and sister that shoot the shit with each other kind of mm-hmm. like a little bit in the first episode i was kind of like i kind of like that dynamic because there's no like like he brought her a gift and he's not tr- he wasn't trying to have her be all prissy like he just he knew she was very much a it, it seemed like he knew she was very much like i don't want to be like those other girls you know <laughs> right <laughs> like, right uh, which which actually is interesting in this situation though where this happens and now she's so i'm like is that gonna translate into honest competitiveness or is it gonna translate into hatred of each other or is it going to translate to him thinking uh you know she's actually could be a threat because i know she's different or you know like mm-hmm. like it'll be interesting to find out right like so mm-hmm. at least for me because i'm not there i've only seen the first episode i plan on watching more i was thinking about it this week at like like we're going on vacation this weekend and in the evenings mm-hmm. more in the hotel i was thinking of like possibly catching up on it catching up yeah yeah, yeah. I, uh, I won't go too far into spoilers i will say um their relationship i'm really happy with how it's going because like there's clearly a conflict and they want the same thing but there's so mm-hmm. much care for each other that a lot of their interactions are really interesting oh li- i like that because like that's what i was yeah. saying it seemed like they genuinely liked each other and they kind of it almost felt like they kind of got each other too which yeah was interesting it almost i'll say it almost feels like a cold war like you're watching like <laughs> two people who don't want to go to battle and they're just trying to figure it out. It's pretty but, cool stuff. But they're gonna kinda have to with the way things are going. That's what it feels like. Like like so so what I'm saying what I'm seeing is based on what you're saying, it seems like there's gonna have to be some kind of inciting incident at some point that they drastically disagree about. And it's right. gonna and they're each gonna have to take a side and I imagine that's when you're gonna find out who's right this time for this season or whatever. Like I'm assuming it's gonna be something like that, based yeah. on what you're saying. That could be, and then, like, this isn't, like, this is the lightest of spoiler territories. I promise it's not going to, like, give you any understanding of what's happening because I don't know what's happening, but time is flying in this show. Between episode one and two, like, six months go by. Between two and three, (laughs) it's, like, two years go by. So I'm, like, where's this going? That that makes sense because at the end of the first one, he, like, kind of flies off on the dragon, and I was, like, that's interesting. I almost, like, expected, which I kind of thought was interesting because I almost expected, like, your typical... Him ending with like plotting in some evil face or something, mm-hmm. you know. But it didn't, That's what which, I was, too. which was which was kind of interesting. I was like, oh, okay. So, what's mm-hmm. what, what's going to end up being the antagonist here? Like, I mean, the situation is kind of the antagonist, really, that that they're put in. But I'm mm-hmm. like, there's going to be some kind of third antagonist. Like, like, like there was the walkers that, that kind of sped a lot of things up. It won't be walkers, but there will be something. Something's going to happen outside of the kingdom, or something's going to happen that either. It, I think what's going to be interesting is what can happen can either bring them together or it can cause them to actually, even though they care about each other to go to actually take it more seriously because of how big of a difference they have about whatever's happening to the point where each of them thinks that the other's wrong. And if, and if they can lead it or whatever, everyone's screwed. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like, so they can either come together or be separated by something. And I think both could be interesting depending on how you write it. Um, Mm -hmm. 
You know and what that, I mean? So what I'm really enjoying is it's really challenging to come to a side. Like I think I'm on Renera's side because I think she's going to be, she would be a stronger leader, but at the same time, like a lot of like really great points are brought up. Like, yeah, she could be the greatest leader in the world, but at the end of the day, she's a woman. These people will rebel against her because it's against the status quo. Like, yeah, yeah. But then you see Damon and you're like, that guy could be a good leader too. He yeah. also seems like really rash and bloodthirsty at the same time. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, and, and you're watching them interact and you're like, dude, this is so good. This is good TV. This is yeah. good. And it's, just, and it's just good thought process because it's like not like in terms of sexism and stuff, the the environment that they're in in that world is right. very sexist. So you're not wrong mm-hmm. that like they could rise up above her just be, like against her just because she's a woman and she could be the best leader in the world and they could be a bunch of idiots and not care. You know, mm-hmm. like 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 it's a total yeah. thing that she probably always has to watch out for. So if I mm-hmm. were her, I would kind of get little fingerly and make sure I have the right people next to me that right. secretly are willing to do away with anybody who like I don't I wouldn't say that like to be evil. I'm saying any, like if there's any like secret assassination attempts or something like. Like surprise, mm-hmm. surprisingly, you know, they're like, it doesn't happen the way you think. And then you're outed and then you're taken care of, you know, like I would have something like that. Like, um, yeah, because she's going to need it because it's true. There are a lot of people that don't like that. She's there just because she's a woman, which means you're going to have different people plotting to take her out over the next few seasons, probably just because mm-hmm. for one thing, they just don't think she should be there just because she's a woman. And then mm-hmm. if she ends up actually doing a good job, it's going to make things even worse because they're probably corrupt as fuck and they're going to want to get rid of her. Right. So. I will say, yeah, the uh, you probably saw this a bit in the first episode, but it feels like Otto Hightower is kind of taking this like Peter Baelish approach. He's kind of the guy is, like is whispering in people's the, ears. Is Otto he's the, the one that sent, that sent his daughter to go? Yeah, yeah. 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 He's, the moment, he's the the moment he can. did that, I was like, I just, I hate you even more. Like, <laughs> like I was like, you're a shitty little finger. Like, <laughs> yeah. I was like, I was like, little finger was a piece of shit. But I loved that character because that mm-hmm. actor played him so well. And he was so smart and devious. Even though he was awful, mm-hmm. you almost had to respect how smart he was, right? Yep. You are just a fucking, like, knockoff little finger <laughs> yep. that I hate. <laughs> like, right. right now, so much. Right. Like, when he said his daughter, yeah. I was like, you piece of shit. Like, you, I was They're like, all gaming. Oh. They're gaming. Yeah. yeah, I know. And I love that the king just, like, I don't know if the king knows exactly, but I know... I like that the king just like let her read him a story and was just like, like, right. you know, like, like, it's like, right. I just lost my wife and you're coming to my bedroom. Like, really? Oh my God. Just wait till episode three. This shit gets bananas. Oh, oh, oh I bet. Like, and uh, the worst, and the worst part is I knew what the fuck was happening with the baby. Like, I knew it was mm-hmm. coming. They were like, oh, we can oversave. I'm like, he's going to show that he's a piece of shit and he's going to do it. Yeah. The king. Yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah and when it happened i was actually laughing i was like i hope it's a girl like uh, <laughs> i literally was like i hope it's a girl just so that you did all this and you're a piece of shit and you're still gonna get another girl which is fine but mm-hmm. guess what you just killed your wife for nothing like i'm almost sad that he got what he wanted out of it like i'm like you're just such a piece of crap and and i saw it coming i was like you bitch and then all of a sudden mm-hmm. he's like you have to make a choice i was like yep and this is yep. Game of Thrones, so we know what kind of choice he's going to make. Pretty much, yeah. It's like, you asshole. They As soon as I thought I was out, they pulled me back in, man. I'm like back on the Game of Thrones trend, looking forward to Sundays. People are like, hey, you want to do this Sunday night? No, I do not. No, I do not. Well, all right. Well, you've inspired me because I planned on watching it at some point, but you've definitely got me a little bit more excited about watching episodes two and three. So I will. Because like I said, I thought it was solid. I just, it just, I wasn't like, 
I was like, I'll get to it, but I'm not like drawn in yet. And until I'm drawn in, it's kind of like, oh, I'll get to it at some point, you know? <laughs> so. I, I felt a little bit about that way after the first episode too, but I'll say two was better than one and three was better than two. Got it. Okay. Yep. Okay. Um, so, so, okay. So segue while we're talking about like, uh, you know, magical time periods, uh, mm-hmm, another mm-hmm. huge show, probably the largest show financially in history of the world. Uh, actually aired on Amazon uh, from what Better I read. Better Call they... Saul. Yes. Uh, actually, I have something to tell you about that. <laughs> oh, I guess while we're here, about halfway through a second season and I kind of took a break. Uh, so for me, here, here's why. Here's why. Okay. Here's why. Here's why. I think it's a good show, but for me, it's a much weaker show than Breaking Bad for one thing. And I understand that not everyone feels this way. But on, for me, for, for Breaking Bad even though he was a bad guy, I could empathize with him because of his plight and what Mm -hmm. started getting him in there. In Saul's situation, his problem is essentially that he always has to poke the badger. Like, like literally. Like, 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 like and they even pointed out in season two or the end by, like, the light switch says don't touch and he just has to touch it, right? Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. unfortunately, the problem for me is that I actually find Mike more interesting than Saul. Like, I find, like, Mm -hmm. right now, I'm watching the show more for Mike than Saul, even though I think Odenkirk is a great actor, fucking phenomenal. He's great at Saul, but the problem is I don't really empathize with Saul because, essentially, their writing style, they've said this deliberately, is to write themselves into a corner and get out, but every time Saul gets into a corner, it's literally just because he has to do something that he doesn't need to, so Mm -hmm. I just kind of, like, don't care. Like, I'm like, I, I genuinely am fine with you failing right now in the show being about Mike. I just, I just, I don't care. Like, I can't help it. Like, even though he's really interesting, uh, it's happened so many times now, like to the point Mm -hmm. where I think where it's, it started to actually just make me roll my eyes when he wanted to run the ad that he had paid for. He walks to the room. He's right outside the room. All you have to do is ask. And he just doesn't. And I was Mm -hmm. like, that's when I kind of rolled my eyes. And I was like, I understand like, like, like that's his (laughs) problem. But the problem is, as a character, I have no empathy for you. You're just a dumbass. Like, you're basically the smartest dumbass ever. Like, you're really clever with street smarts and talking to people. But what's causing you to get in trouble is boring to me after the third time when you just keep getting in trouble for the same reason. So I'm in middle season two. I think it's a good show, but I really just don't care about Saul because everything he does is self-caused and I don't care. Like, I'm I'm just like, it's boring to me. But what about Kim? So what? What about Kim? Like Kim, I think is a great character, but she's just cares about this idiot too much. She's going to get herself in trouble. Oh man. Like I oh, like Please him. go back to watching it. It I, does not. It did, here, So yes, here, here, here's everything the thing, you're but, saying but the is problem, correct. But, but the problem is I feel like what's going to happen is he's slowly corrupting her because he's fucking her job up more and more. And I feel like that's where it's probably going to go. And that will be interesting. But the problem though, for me, is that Saul is the lead and the way he gets in trouble just irritates me because he he just, again, he just has to. It's totally a fine mm-hmm. mechanic, but for me personally, I don't find it interesting. I just find him annoying. So even though he's a really good character, because that's his problem and that's what just keeps causing the issue, it's like a character that I think works better as someone that's not the lead and comes in once in a while. Like for me, because like it's basically like, okay, I can literally see a scene now you can't help yourself. This is going to happen. And it does. And now I don't care about how you get out of it because you're just mm-hmm. dumb. Like, I just, I can't. So it's like, the problem is, even though it's a good show, what they chose to have his problem be, essentially, is something that, for me as a character, just irritates me because it just keeps <laughs> yeah. happening. You know, like, like, 
So even though it's a good show, it's hard for me to get into it because it's only good if you buy into the premise that, you know, it's interesting that he just can't help pressing the button, you know? And it's like, it was interesting the first two times, but I'm in season two and it's like the fifth time. And that's mm-hmm. always his problem. And even though the other characters around him are interesting and he's an interesting character for me personally, it's just, it's not interesting. I have no empathy for him. So I don't care. Like I find right. I only have empathy when Kim gets on the screen or Mike, when he's on the screen, I'm like, what's he going to do to fuck up this time? And it's not even interesting that he fucks up because I know he just can't help himself. You know, <laughs> like with Walter, right. it's more like right. he's drawn in because of something that he feels like he doesn't have a choice. You always have a choice, but he he does that. And then you watch how that, starts with a good notion and slowly corrupts and that's interesting to me but i think mm-hmm. with saul mm-hmm. even though it's it's a very well-made show again you have to buy into the premise that this is interesting every time and it's not to me so like i just valid, the, mo- valid. the moment he, the moment he touched the light switch i'm like yes i already get that that's what's annoying me like i'm like and then mm-hmm. when he went to the door and just stopped for no reason you can literally mm-hmm. just ask and didn't i was like you're like, you son of a bitch. Yeah, I was like, I'm just, yeah. I'm just, I'm just so over you. Go back to Mike. Like, <laughs> just like, yeah. That's kind of how I feel. So I, I have a feeling yeah. I'll finish it, but it's, I'm, I'm kind of making myself watch it at this point, which I don't like to do. Yeah, and I'm yeah. sure it's a great show, and some people say it's, it's really good, but I think because of that, if that's a constant mechanic, which it seems to be, because that's part of his character, um, I feel like I will never find it to be as good as Breaking Bad because the actual premise of what drives him isn't interesting to me like 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 so so i'll probably finish it but i i I have a hard time when people are like it's as good as breaking bad i'm like i already don't think it's as good as breaking bad but i think it's good but like it's just like like for me so that's kind of how i feel about it and i know you love it so i'm not trying to like i I don't think it's i don't think it's a bad show and a lot of people agree i know some people who said it's as good as breaking bad or some people said now they like it more and i and Mm -hmm. i can totally understand it and i think the actors are fantastic and i think that the writing, in a way, is very good. It's just, it's a mechanic that, to me personally, I have a very low tolerance for like people that just don't learn from their mistakes. And in his case, mm-hmm. I know he will learn from his mistakes over time, or maybe he won't. He'll just get worse and worse. I imagine it wouldn't be interesting if he actually got better anytime soon. But like, my point is that because that's the mechanic, the problem is I have no empathy for the lead at all. Like, I just right. don't, you know? Right. Like, and if I don't have empathy for the lead, I'm just making myself watch like his brother. And the one funny thing is because of the way I feel about him, I almost, I'm like, Oh, your brother's a piece of shit. But then simultaneously, I'm like, not really though, because everything he's worried about is exactly what's happening at the place. Like he's not following the rules. He's not mm-hmm. listening to the partners. He didn't run things by them. And this is exactly why his brother wouldn't let him be partnered as his firm. So yep. you're like, I want to call you an asshole, but you're really not because he's just exactly yeah. He's just a really charismatic idiot. Like he really is. It's, he's yeah. really he's the smartest dumb person. Is the best way I can put it. Like he just can't help himself. Like he's smart. It's, he just can't. Watching you know? his relationship with his brother, it's funny. You watch Saul do all the wrong things for oh, yeah, what he the, sees as the yeah. right reasons, and then you watch his brother do all the right things for terrible reasons. Yeah, yeah, but you but at the I mean? same but at the same time though, I would argue and see that's where I don't know if I agree with you. I feel like mm-hmm. they seem terrible. But the more mm-hmm. I learn about Saul, he's not wrong. Like, so I'm like, no, I don't. That's what I don't, I'm saying. Yeah. Like, yeah, no, like, that's why I said like, his brother is doing like the right things, but oh, he's doing oh. it for the wrong reasons. Oh, oh Saul, got it, got it, Saul got is it. doing all the wrong things. He's doing terrible things, but he thinks he's doing exactly. it for the right reasons. Exactly. So, like, like you could, yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Okay, I sorry. can see where you're coming from. It's like, it is really frustrating. What, uh, yeah. where I and caught I, on was I thought I was going to watch a show similar to Breaking Bad where I was like, oh, like, it's just going to be a, 
about this guy getting worse. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, it's going to be like the story about similar to how Breaking Bad was. It's not the story at all. The story they're telling is this is how he is. And exactly. He's been able to like con his way through all of this. And he thinks he's doing it because he's such a good guy. But yeah, the way it affects everyone around him and exactly the, where he ends up. It's he's so a, he's, fascinating. He's a black hole. Like he just yeah. is because of his own shit. And then simultaneously, he's he's also a gritty bastard, but he does have a bit of a heart, you know, like, like mm-hmm. with the old people when he notices they're getting scammed. He's like. He's thinking about it money wise, but he's also thinking this is fucked up, you know, and I get it. Like, it's like, Mm -hmm. like, I'm not saying I don't think he's an interesting character. I think the problem, though, is because his how he's designed, he irritates me because I don't have empathy when he's on the screen. Even if what's happening is supposed to be interesting, I just don't care because he just keeps fucking it all up. Like, I just I just don't. like. So for me, it's hard to it's hard to root. Like, I find myself just rooting, hoping his brother, Kim and the law firm can rid themselves of him. (laughs) And, right. Mike, and Mike, I'm like, if you guys just run for life right now, <laughs> like fire, insane. fire him, fire him, block his number, and don't talk to him, your lives will be better. <laughs> I know. Like I wouldn't uh, be in that show because I'd be the guy that's like, you're, you're just stay away from me. Like, like nothing personal, but just good luck, but don't come near me. And if you do, I'm calling security. Like, like literally, I'm mm-hmm. sorry, that would be me. I'd be like, ah. Oh. Yeah, I think um, I feel like Mike kind of has like the the Walter White style story in that show. Like he's the one whose soul you watch get darker throughout the show. And I love Kim. I love her. She's a great she's a great person, uh, you know, and I and I see how her protecting him is just fucking her up. And it's because she Mm -hmm. loves him. It's because she loves him. And I know he loves her, too. But he can't help. And then I, I love it just even legally because like I like the law, right? Because I like to write. Yeah. When he's talking to her and he tells her that he had the guy doctor the tape, I'm like, you don't tell her that because mm-hmm. like now she can't she she cares about the law. So she's brought on the witness stand right now. If she and she probably will be at some point or something, she will literally have to decide if she is going to commit perjury or not like Mm -hmm. and you've done this to her by telling her like keep it to your you're just so again the (laughs) smartest dumb person like like literally like this is what he's doing he has to poke the bear he has to brag about what he did to Mm -hmm. her it's like you're just it's the same thing over and over again like it's just it's driving me nuts i'm like oh are you are you near the end of season two i don't remember the last thing i remember was I took a break. Like I said, I just was like, I'm done yeah. for a while. And it was, uh, she, I think that was the last thing I remember. He got in trouble for the video. He told her about the guy <laughs> that he convinced to make the pie video. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, she got in trouble for something. And she's now in like the basement trying to get herself out by trying to bring in new clients. And he, ran the ad got in big trouble told her it was fine and then she found out it wasn't and right. yeah right uh, if and then it's and then not the too thing, far and the last thing i remember was uh he ran into the guy in the, the bathroom that he used to work against all the time and he's oh yeah even, even though even though it's shit he realized how much better he's doing than this guy yeah like, like yeah um, yeah if it's not too far out i like season three episode five it's called chicanery and it's kind of like what was the moment in like Breaking Bad where things like really kicked off? 
I think it's, season two started to get really good. I think season two was, I think the moment when Walter let Homegirl die in the bed. So that she, right, that's that, right. That was, that was like that's, a moment where you're like, oh, that he's was crossing. like the turning point. That that was like when so, he crossed. That was like in that was like that was like the equivalent of L in in right. Death Note episode two, where he's willing to kill the guy in the chair even though he didn't do anything wrong. It's like you just right. cross, you just cross the so yes yeah i would say this show's version of that event comes in season three very early on it's like the fifth episode it's called chicanery and it's just an avalanche from there on out just get to three five (laughs) if you don't like three five move on it's not for you get to three five (laughs) that reminds me of what was it it was it was if you don't like it by then fine move on but you're wrong and i hate you (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) exactly that's how if you want the truth if you want the truth that's how i feel about buffy like if you like you can skip just watch episode one seven in the finale of buffy season one and then season two get to an episode called surprise uh Mm -hmm. and and then innocence if by the end of Innocence you don't like it, then that's fine. You have the you have the right to not like it, but I hate you and you're wrong. And you're wrong. Absolutely. <laughs> and it's like you that is that is your right. You also yeah. have no taste and you're culturally blind. Like, <laughs> but that's okay, that's you. Yeah, that's yeah, you. That's you're fine. allowed to be culturally yeah. blind. That's fine. This is you know, America, we have all have the right to believe everything you want, even if it's wrong. Exactly. <laughs> I'm sure you'll find like somebody. You have, to I said that with to you. I said that to people all the time when they frustrate me. I'm like, Ugh. and then they're, they're, I'm like, you know what? You have the right to believe whatever you want. You have the right to be wrong. Like, like, right. I'm like absolutely. I'm, so, I'm like, I'm like, take take point in that privilege. <laughs> if you can, if you can suffer his buffoonery to episode three five, I promise so you, it will have paid off. And so much buffoonery, it, it just ruins buffoonery. every. It just ruins everything for the characters I actually do like. <laughs> just, Oh, just wait. It doesn't yeah. go the way you think it goes. I, it I, doesn't go the way you think it goes. And then the problem is, I don't mind buffoonery, but like, like I said, because that's his 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 shtick. It almost yeah. feels like to me it would have worked better if he wasn't the lead, and you saw him every now and then with that. Like that would work better for me. The fact that it's centered on him, I'm like, ugh, I have no empathy for you. I'd run you over with my car. End of show. Life would be better. Like, like. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I feel like when the show came out. People were like, oh yeah, there's gonna be a Breaking Bad spinoff, but it's gonna revolve around the comic relief lawyer. It's like, oh, that sounds pretty funny. No, it's not. No, it's gonna it's be a very serious character drama. It's like, very, de- very depressing and frustrating. Yeah, actually, exactly. Like, <laughs> like what? Why? Why would they do that? And now, like yeah. six seasons in, especially. God damn, those last four episodes. I was just, yeah. I've heard they were so good. They yeah. fucking did it again. A lot I, of people were like, "I like it as much as Breaking Bad," which I never thought I'd say. So. I'm in that camp. I like it as yeah. much as Breaking Bad. Never nope. thought I'd say it. I believe it. I'm glad you like it. Like I, I don't, I don't judge it. I, I feel like it's a well made show. Vince Gilligan is a master of his craft it's just and like i said i don't think it's poorly written i'm not saying it's a bad show it seems like a very good show it's just there are certain things you just can't get into and the mechanic of how he keeps getting in trouble just irritates me so i have no empathy that's the problem like I, yeah for me personally i i will i promise i will try to watch more of it i plan to at some point i just needed a break yes <laughs> i understand I, I was like i can't i can't i was like what's gonna be next he's gonna see a pencil sharper and it's gonna cut to him looking back over and over again until he has to stick his pinky in I like, <laughs> like Jesus you're gonna turn it back on and it's immediately yeah. gonna be some bullshit you're yeah 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 exactly i mean he's gonna keep looking and then he and then he has to stick his pinky in it and somehow ripping his pinky off affects Kim. I don't know how, but it will. Right. Like, like it's just hard. it will. It will. <laughs> well, it always does. Okay. Oh, um, so Lord of the Rings. Okay. 
Um, I, I would apologize to everyone listening, but I, I, I'm not sorry, so I don't want to lie. Like, that was a fun conversation. No, that was a I blast. hope you guys were fine with it. <laughs> so, all right. Uh, here's a... So, Jasmine and I bought the, the Last of Us remake for The Last of Us 1. It's one of, like, oh. my favorite games. And Oh, did it come out already? It came out, yeah. So, yeah. we started playing it. One and of my favorite games of all time, too. We uh, were winding down for the night, and I was like, all right, baby, do you want to watch The Last of Us? Should we play that? Or do you want to watch Lord of the Rings? She was like, I want to play The Last of Us. I said, that's fair. Because the conversation <laughs> around the show has been very similar to The Last of Us 2. Overwhelmingly negative for stupid-ass reasons. Wait, really? Because uh, it seems like a lot of people I know have liked it, but yeah, the negative has been dumb. It's like, why are these elves black? I'm like, why does it matter? It's like, it's ruining the thing. I'm like, yeah, but... Also, when my, it was written, my favorite is going like to be Tolkien like, is rolling in his grave. This is absolute. Like, how could they not stick to the source material? None of y'all have read the books. Stop. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Stop. My, like, this sounds like people that hate black people. That's just my right. opinion. But like, exactly. But like, like, what about them requires them to be like? Like, it'd be different if there was something that really goes against them. But it doesn't really. And it also, you have to remember the era when things are written. They're kind of written with how that era looks. So if right. you're adapting it to reality um i don't think it matters like how does it change the story much at all it, it doesn't it's literally just visual aesthetic <laughs> at that point like it it shouldn't right. matter right like it shouldn't matter so, at all i'm so. uh so i do think like culture and skin color of a character can matter when they it can matters. They when can. It matters. If but, something takes place in Czechoslovakia right. in the 1920s and you put a black person as lead, it's going to be kind of weird. Then you're That's like, yeah, right. wait, huh? <laughs> like, 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 you we're know, not. Like, we're, in, we're in Middle Earth. Yeah. <laughs> we're in a fantasy land with elves. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. Um, it's the dumbest so, thing, bro. There's, like, uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of that. There, I've seen a lot of uh, like review bombing and a lot of like negativity towards the show. Yeah, I heard they even put a halt where the reviews won't come through for three days on Amazon because of review bombing. Like. And they said right. that it, it's clear that it's review bombing because of the pattern of it. So, I would say I'm a huge Lord of the Rings fan. Fucking I, huge. I, I know you are. I know. You I are. so uh, back to the story. So I was like, how about we watch the first episode of Lord of the Rings, and then if we don't like it, we go play Last of Us. If we do like it, there's a whole another episode we could watch Lord of the Rings for two hours. We're like, cool, let's do that. Yeah, and I know Jasmine loves Lord of the Rings too. She, she's read the books as well, right? Absolutely. Yeah, she's yeah, seen the movies yeah. more times than I have. Yeah, yeah, she's a huge fan. So we started. And I will say immediately, money's on the screen. Show is gorgeous. Oh, Best yeah. looking show visually. Yeah, visually ever. it's very pretty. Yeah, yeah visually it is. is gorgeous. Cinematography is gorgeous. Visual Set design is gorgeous. Visual effects, Visual effects are good too. Yeah, gorgeous. Good. Um, so we watched that first episode, and we didn't end up playing Last of Us that night. We went to the second episode too. It was good. Mm -hmm. um, I will say I'm in. If I had to give it a number score, just because I want to like talk about how I felt about it, because I didn't think it was perfect. I'd say it was like a cool eight out of ten. Yeah, yeah. For me, it was like a seven or eight. Yeah, that's pretty yeah. much where I put it. I think uh, what I love about the show, I love being back in Middle Earth. I think oh, me too, me too. The visuals and the music and the you the... also got to see the elf land, yeah. which is cool because I didn't read the I didn't read the books, so I've only oh, seen the movie. Right. So I, I know right. I've never actually gotten to see or anything like i just know about the land across the water you know like i never like, i never read anything i read the hobbit i didn't read the shoot, i didn't man, which i guess technically is the first book in the lord of the rings trilogy in the original set but i i've read the hobbit right. i never read uh fellowship of the ring return uh, return of the king or two towers so yeah i'm kind of like lost in what was in the first episode and what was in the second episode so i hope i don't spoil too much i'm just gonna so the talk second, about the first episode ends with like the meteor crashing the first episode also has the it has galadria 
accept the crown. They send her away on the boat to go back, and she does. She, she, yeah. and, and this is the first episode, so spoilers, guys, but it, it, they're on the third episode now. So, But yeah, she jumps back into the ocean and doesn't go um, at the end of the episode. So I imagine the second episode she's going to be swimming back. Um, Got it. Okay, so yes. So oh, oh, Also, Homeboy, her friend, met the weaponsmith that he admired so much, and he said he had a project, yep. for, project for him. And then yep. they also found a town that was burning. Uh, the other elf with the the woman that he's clearly in love with found a town that was burning. And then the halflings found... Oh, I guess I saw the first like five minutes of episode two because the halflings okay. found the guy and brought him back. And one the one girl really doesn't want to bring, bring him back and the other one does. Right. So I right. saw that. Okay. I, saw, so I, saw saw that. I saw that moment. That's all I saw. So. Yeah. I'd say my biggest concern going into the show, and it was kind of swept away, even the first scene, like, I was like, oh, no, like, this is what I was scared of. When they said that we were, like, following Galadriel as, uh, like, a young elf warrior, I was like, first off, Galadriel is dope. I have no problem with you, like, I love working Galadriel, with that character. Yeah. My concern was having one of the elves as a main character is not very emotional, and they're superheroes, so that takes yeah. away a lot of the tension. Yeah, so, they're, very, they're very stoic and, like, kind of shielded right like right right yeah. so when i was watching that first scene of like them going through the ice caves and fighting the troll and she like backflips over it and like cuts his head off i was like oh no like <laughs> damn this is gonna you know comparing it to lord of the rings because unfortunately i have to i'm like if you look at like that compared to like hobbits trying to get a ring to a volcano yeah. the sense of danger is completely different you know yeah. what i mean yeah so she, she's a great warrior it's like it would be like legolas being the leader you're, you're probably not as worried that he's right. gonna just get wrecked <laughs> yeah but that being said her lead performance is excellent her arc doesn't seem to be revolving around the the action mm -hmm. scenes and the combat it seems to be revolving around her kind of like following a path that she believes in getting revenge in a I, I, kind yeah. of a world that doesn't want her to do that and, and I, I love i love the line when she said uh that when they're trying to convince her uh he's gone which i'm sure she's correct about that he's not but they're trying to convince her and she said then why is he not gone here like right. you know and i i like that there's like this emotional like you said that there there's a there's a revenge uh kind of thing going on there for sure which mm -hmm. does blind her um so technically even though i'm sure she's probably right they their reasoning isn't necessarily wrong to think that she could be lusting for something because she'll never be resolved in it you know what i mean like yeah. i feel I like, like the amount of time that's passed it's been like 100 years like it makes yeah, sense that yeah, like yeah, you know yeah. it's time to put yeah. it away you know? even though we live a very very long time this is a long track galadriel <laughs> right. <laughs> right um so i really like her story um i love the harfoots the new hobbits by yeah. far my favorite part of lord are, of the rings in the first are, place are they supposed to be like the ancestors of the hobbits is that what they yep. essentially are okay, okay that's what they are exactly because that's kind of what i thought they, they almost remind me of like if you took the hobbits and made them more like and i don't mean this disrespectfully but like like traveling gypsies like like like, like kind of like that because essentially like traveling gypsies they, they move around they're nomadic right like because like the hobbits were kind of set in hobbiton right but like mm -hmm. they, they seem like they kind of pull out in areas and just like set up you know yeah. like like they seem more nomadic like that like they kind of remind me of something like that like 
Yeah, and similar. I love like I love the little town where they're like we have like certain rules that we follow and we survive as a group and if you want to be a part of this community like this is how you have to live and then you have this rebellious little girl who has a sense for adventure who's breaking all the rules and wants to go out and run into the forest and like find mm-hmm. that on adventure. Already absolutely in love with that character. Like really excited and then like you mentioned the meteor falls from the sky and there's a whole thing going on there. Yeah. So she kind of finds her adventure in that way. Um, yeah yeah really yeah. excited to see what happens there she seems like a really sweet character and i think them picking someone that has like really bright eyes very mm-hmm. deliberate as well <laughs> it's very yeah. uh kind of harkens back to some you know some stuff mm-hmm. which is kind of cool um, yep bingo and then i, I well wow, one last thing i'm sorry no 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 I, you're fine um i was hoping there's also um what's the other elf's name uh just remember i can hear everything that if you hammer the table with your hand and stuff oh anyway. sorry just, just, just let you know um uh uh shit what was his name uh Arandir. Um, is that is that the is that the elf that's clearly in love with the human woman yeah 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 yeah, 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 yeah. so i was excited for him because i thought he was gonna have this buddy cop thing going on with the other <laughs> elf he was in, with in the beginning but then it he seemed like, like that in the first episode. i was like oh hell yeah. yeah that sounds amazing but then he cuts off and like goes and finds the human woman and uncovers like the like plot within this town and things get really interesting there. Which that, I don't, that I don't know about. So, yeah, I don't know what it is yet. Good. That's why I was trying to keep it vague. I was like, there's a plot in a town. I'm like, it's on fire, so there's clearly something going on. But that's that's all I know. So Right. And I'm, so there's... I'm, sorry, go ahead. I was saying there's some interesting things going on there. All in all, I'm, like, pretty excited about where the show is going. I don't think Amazon... Amazon is going to do everything in its power for it to not fail. Because when you, like, market your product as this is the most expensive thing a billion dollars like for <laughs> it's like okay so if it fails you're a billion dollar idiot like it has yeah. to succeed <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like you and ha- I, I gotta be to honest the, sh- the show looks beautiful like i actually would argue i think it looks better than the hobbit movies did personally like like because the hobbit movies yeah. had this digital effect that i don't hate digital but it felt like too much at times and this one even though it is digital i feel like somehow they're blending it digitally pretty well like i kind of mm-hmm. i like it more a little bit so far um but mm-hmm. that's just me um yeah so i mean so far it looks pretty good i mean i, I but i think with everything you can have all the money in the world it's gonna come down to writing right like character mm-hmm. arcs um uh whether you, you do well with tone in certain scenes as well like, like all that stuff's gonna matter so i guess it just comes down to if they if they go somewhere interesting so far it seems like they have a lot of pieces that could end up being very interesting so i mean we'll see yeah Uh, yeah i would um i would say that as far as like character work goes uh sorry to compare them i mean they're on at the same time and i love those but game of thrones takes it by a long shot i think game Mm -hmm. of thrones character work right now similar to the original show is just incredible that being said like the cultures and types of like people you see i would rather spend all of my time in middle earth <laughs> watching that world oh, yeah. than i would like the the nine or not the nine well, what's it called uh westeros well like the i mean the lord of the rings world is like your favorite of all time i mean you love that's like your favorite series so i, I get yeah, it totally, totally yeah. and i have to say um if you're interested in checking it out wheel of time is actually pretty decent until like my only gripe with that is like i, I felt like the final episode doesn't feel like a finale it feels like it has a finale moment but overall it's like almost like an episode i would think of before the finale happens like to me, the finale feels almost like uh, it's both climactic and anticlimactic at the same time, if that makes sense. Like, that's mm-hmm. the best way to put it. But there is some good. I mean, I don't think it's uh, I don't I know how good it'll be overall. But like, um, 
it definitely has some good moments in it and it's a pretty solid show i like my gripe is just the ending is kind of disappointing for a final episode um and it seems more like a setup for the second season which is irritating because i'm like each season should feel like a complete arc and mm-hmm. it kind of just feels more like that whole season could have just been half of a season if that's where you're going to end it. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. even though it's eight yeah. episodes, it just kind of ends where it's like, oh, this is getting interesting. And then you're like, wait, that's it? And then you're just moved. Okay. You know, like, <laughs> so that's kind of my only gripe about that one. But right, I, would also, right. I would also argue there's a couple of characters in that one that are decent characters, but the acting is fine, but nothing that blows you away. That makes sense. Oh, man. Uh, did you watch Sandman? No, not yet. Woo! It's good. That's a good one. That's a good it's one. Good. See, I actually bought the Audible book like six months ago, and part of me is like, should I read the book first? But now the show's on, so Maybe. I'm like, of course, being pulled towards it. So I'm like, I loved it. I thought yeah. it was really good, especially for a Netflix show. Good. I was like, oh, another Netflix adaption. I haven't read the Sandman books, but oh, whenever really? it's a Netflix adaption, I'm like, eh, grain of salt, you know. Um, I don't know. I think some are good, and just some are just very generic too, though. Some are good, but like, Death I haven't Note. seen. Ugh. Definitely, exactly. It's like a graphic novel or like anime adaption. Like yeah, you're Netflix yeah. doing it, and you're like, oh, sure. I don't, I don't know for sure. Especially, um, yeah. I, I like I said, I haven't read the book, so I'm not sure how true it stays and how happy book fans are with it. But I will say, I was really happy with the show. Like nice. really happy. I can't wait for season two. Well, yeah, I know. Like a lot of people, I, I know, um, put Sandman as like one of their top ten favorite books. Um, it's actually mm-hmm. how I found out about Neil Gaiman because so many people had mentioned that that i looked it up and that's how i got his name and then found out some of the other stuff he had written so i uh, like mm-hmm. like years ago so um yeah uh yeah and I, i've heard the casting for the sandman was really great if you've read the book like they were saying the casting they felt like mm-hmm. was really fantastic um from what i've heard so yeah it, it, yeah it's on it's on my list like i said i've been really busy with the businesses like pretty much so much of my time has been like marketing and designing products and things like that but like i i'm definitely going to be um I'm, I'm putting the time in where, where I can. Like, like, like I said, I saw the first episode of Lord of the Rings and Game of Thrones, and I'm going to try to finish more of Game of Thrones soon here. So, nice, nice. So, um, yeah. So as far as fantasy shows go, I know we Sandman now came in. Lord of the Rings, Sandman, Game of Thrones. Uh, we're eating pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> as yeah, fantasy it, fans, it, it, we are spoiled. Yeah, yeah. So far, I've been I've been pretty happy with even just some of the random movies I've seen. Like I said, even just some of the horror movies were, were decent. Um. I haven't seen anything that's like just like abysmal to the point where I'm like, oh, you have to see this movie or, or skip this movie or you have to see it because it's so bad. I can't believe it was made like I haven't seen right. a whole lot of those lately, which is nice. Like I was very I'm a big Predator fan and we haven't gotten a good sequel since Predator 2. So I was really mm-hmm. happy with Prey. Like Prey was. Yeah, Prey was. Uh, I know it's it's where we're, cl- we're coming close to the end here, but I'll just say that. I think Prey was the best Predator movie in the last 30 years since Predator 2. Like, it was very good. Mm -hmm. I think the director clearly knows what makes a good Predator movie um, because he still built suspense for it throughout the film, which was great. I think the idea that it was casted with all uh, First Nation actors was awesome. Um, Mm -hmm. I liked both the lead and her brother. I thought they were really cool. They had, and not just Predator. Another thing I think I had a gripe with you is that they're supposed to be this advanced species. um, Yet, since Predator 2 all the movies, I would say that like all of their fighting and stuff feels very brutish and caveman-y, which mm-hmm. if you're this advanced, you know, like species, I would think you'd have your own fight choreographer, at least show that you really know what you're doing. And I like that this predator had honor and would like not use his uh, long range weapon and fight people. And like, you mm-hmm. know, it was awesome. And like, and I liked, and I loved the scene with the smoke where he fought everybody. And then like, um, 
catches the axe throws it up flips it catches it and then just like you know like Mm -hmm. i like that because he's like he's showing his mastery of weaponry whether it's his or not you know like right I think that's something that's great. Like, I also think it re- it really paints a picture of how freaking insanely awesome her brother was. Because, like, mm-hmm. with an arrow, he's, like, wrecking this Predator. The Pred literally had to go invis and cheat to win the fight. Yep. <laughs> like, yep. like, literally, he's shooting arrows, pulling them out as he rolls by him, dodging shit, shooting more arrows. The Predator just goes, oh, fuck it, and goes invis. <laughs> And this yeah. is like this is like a First Nation person with like older primitive weapons, and he's just fucking this predator up. I was like, that shit was awesome. That was dope, man. That shit was really cool, and I thought it was cool how uh, she was discovering him, like throughout their hunt, like yeah. the, finding like the skin snake and like yeah. the different types of tracks or confusion, and like her trying to bring it to her tribe and like explain it was, it was it. well like, written. What are you talking about? It, it was, was well written. written, right? Like like you show the life of like of like natives at the time and like the things they have to do daily. Mm-hmm you know, to survive, whether it's picking stuff. I, I liked the addition of of the flowers that make you cold to use for health reasons, but, like, I was wondering how that was going to come in for foreshadowing later, and I liked the idea of, oh, it makes me invisible versus the mud. Like, it's almost right. like, you know, like, I like that. I love that the dog got his awesomeness, too. Like, I love that so much. I'm like, so like, happy the dog lived. I'm me, so too! Me, too! Like, when the dog <laughs> saves her by running past the bear and luring it away from her, mm-hmm. I was like, don't you kill that dog! I know. <laughs> Every time. Like, when the dog runs around the corner and the bear's after him, I'm like, no, don't you, I don't want to hear a, you know, like, that's what right. I was telling me. Mm-hmm. And I love when the dog comes running by, and then she looks at the dog, and then she's like, oh, shit. And she looks, and now the bear's coming. Like, I also yeah. love that. I also love that fight between it and the bear. Like, I like that. That was mm-hmm. awesome. That was really oh, cool. my God. When he, like, pulled it out. Uh, yeah. It was, it was cool, man. Holy, it was a cool <laughs> movie. I, uh, I agree. I, since Predator 2, I probably like it a little bit more than Predator 2, even though, like, yeah. Well, if, I, if I was being objective, I would say it's objectively a bit better than two. But two yeah. just has so many iconic scenes. And I think mm-hmm. Danny Glover and people are so awesome in that movie that like mm-hmm. it, it's kind of tied for me, basically. I like it as much as two. But if I was objective about like filmmaking and stuff and writing, it's probably a bit better. But there's just so many like two starts with a war zone to the point where it's insane. <laughs> like two just starts yeah. with like nuttiness. And also that. Come on, the, I, I still think that till this day the the meat packing plant sequence is freaking awesome. Like 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 when he has his locked on Gary Busey and then mm-hmm. Danny Glover blows through and he just turns and looks at him, but the, the the thing's still looking at Gary Busey and it just shoots as he jumps off like he's nothing. <laughs> <laughs> It's epic, bro. There was so like cool. this weird thing in the late 80s where all of these movies were just like in New York. Yeah, <laughs> like the Predator yeah. had one, Jason. Well, that one wasn't one. that one wasn't supposed to be Los Angeles. It was it was 1992. Oh, it was, it was Los Angeles. It was supposed to be not Los Angeles in the future. It was supposed to be right. 1997, even though it came out in 92. And it was like this future where the Colombian and Jamaican dread lords had mm-hmm. taken over Los Angeles. It was literally a war zone, which is yeah. why which is why the predator is drawn there, because he's drawn to violence and finding the best you know, pray and everything. He's about right? that life. Yeah, yeah. I think I think that's why back in the day, I think the 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 side the the side tagline. I don't think it was in the actual title, but people used to call Predator Two Concrete Jungle. That's what they used that's to call cool. it, if I remember correctly. Like, um, that's pretty sweet. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I agree, man. Especially for a movie. I haven't. It's the first movie I've seen produced by Hulu. So like, I went oh, yeah. in with low expectations, and I was really happy with it. Right. Oh, oh, yeah. while we're here, before we, we we wrap things up, I just want you to know another. Oh, no, it's a prime original. Sorry. But the prime mm. original 13 lives was fantastic. Oh, that's all Viggo Mortensen, right? About yeah. The, uh, and, and, soccer and, team? No, and your boy. And it also has Colin Farrell in it. 
Really? Yeah, yeah. And it actually has some other actors you'll notice. And it's actually about the 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 soccer team from Thailand that got trapped in the cave. What was that, two years ago or three years ago? Uh, yep. but, but like, uh, it's remarkable. It is very well made. It's directed by Ron Howard. And yeah, uh, yeah and the crazy thing about it is I did not know everything involved for that rescue attempt. Yeah. Uh, and when you watch the movie and find out what they did, it is magnificent. It has actually never been done. They they are really? cowboy rock stars for what they did. And what the community did to help probably bought them a day or two, which is the only reason the kids are alive. What the community did to help them is like, it's so heartwarming and just amazing. Like I left that going, that's a movie that will make you going, okay, people can be awesome. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like for real, right. like it really, right. really, it's one of those movies. It's called 13 Lives. Highly recommend it. Um, Thank you for reminding me. This was on yeah. my radar and I forgot about it. I actually yeah. thought it was coming to theaters. I didn't realize it was on Amazon. Well, my boss, uh, shout out Denise, love you. Uh, but my boss, <laughs> Denise, mentioned that it was really, really good. And she knows I love movies. And she was like, I highly recommend it. And I imagine she was super tricked to uh, check it out because I think the two divers are, are British and she's British. So she was probably like, I know a lot about this story because they probably talked a lot about it. Oh, but right. if I'm correct, there's text at the end of the movie that said, over the course of this incident, there were 5,000 people from 17 different countries that flew in or came in to help for free just to try to help out to get the kids out. And right. what different people did and came up with, because uh, the situation is really interesting and it's happened, it's happens really fast. Like it sets, it starts immediately. And when you realize all of the, uh, all of the, the problems that occurred, it's more than just one thing. You realize why it was an impossible rescue. <laughs> That's right. why what they end up doing is like remarkable. And uh, I don't know. Do you know the story of how it ends? Because I don't want to tell you if you don't. No, don't tell me. Well, I then know. I won't tell you because like like the ending is yeah. just remarkable. That's what I'll say. <laughs> yeah, maybe I'll watch that tonight. It's it's uh, really it's cool. really good. Uh, it was very good. Cool. Good recommendation. Thank you, sir. Of course. Yes. So yeah, for those of you listening, Thirteen Lives. It is a prime original, I believe. Viggo Mortensen and Colin Farrell are the leads, but it also has Joel Edgerton as in it. It has a few different people in it. A really good cast and very well made. So yeah, I'll Sweet. recommend it. Sweet. All right, man. Well, Dude, it's great to see you. It's, this has it's, been a blast. Yeah, it's great to see you too. <laughs> uh, it's great to be back, everybody. We're sorry about the uh, you know the time away, but we promise it was for good reasons. And hopefully one of them around Halloween you'll get to see. Uh, Hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, also, Dylan's uh, first time acting, so this will be fun. Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> hell no. <laughs> we'll do it's our gonna, best. It's going to be great. It'll be good. Don't worry. Confidence is key. Confidence is key. Don't worry. We'll do a bunch of takes until we get the good one. We're going to pull a David, pull a David Venture. Sounds like a win to me. <laughs> All well, right, man. All right, my friend. I will catch up with you soon. Everybody, thank you so much for watching. Um, we'll catch you next time. All right. Sounds good. See you guys next time. Thank you so much. See you next time on Send Discussion. Bye.